The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, America. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very, very much for uh, tuning in. The, you can call me at 1-800-848-9222. Uh, so let's start off with the article that was done yesterday and then uh, covered really very, very well on on um, Fox uh, last night. Uh, the Hunter Biden. I, I mean, this is a this is a text and and um, Miranda Devine made the point on the Tucker Carlson show that in the thousands and thousands of texts that are in the hard drive, there's nothing like this that appears uh, as long, as well-written, as as grammatically correct as uh, this, um, I guess it's a 21-point, 22-point, very, very lengthy analysis of... um, the situation in Ukraine back in 2014. Now, the reason this is so important is uh, the documents, the classified documents that Biden had in many different places, which makes his situation much more serious than uh, Pence or Trump, or in each case there, we, they were just in one place. And in Trump's situation, they were in one place that the government actually had visited and looked over and made recommendations as to the security of it. These are basically, uh, they're all over the place, including at a uh, a foundation that looks like it's either mainly or completely funded by the Chinese communists. Uh, The foundation uh, is basically... uh, based on money given to the University of Pennsylvania by anonymous uh, Chinese communists. Anonymous, like, you know, the paintings that uh, get purchased, the Hunter Biden paintings, uh, which are anonymous also. That's supposed to be to avoid, uh, what? Corruption. But, I mean, it's just the opposite. What it does do is it allows it to be done secretly. And uh, like the Bidens, you know, don't tell you anything unless they get caught. Remember, 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 we would know nothing about this if it wasn't um, if it wasn't leaked to CBS. It's not as if uh, 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 I mean, they talk about how he's co- he's not cooperating. It was leaked by CBS that there were classified documents that he had taken with him. And then it it mushroomed from one small group to uh, now documents that go back over a decade when he was a United States senator and had no right to take any of the – he didn't have a right as a vice president to take them. But the most important thing is these documents, which are not described to us, you know, they're they're, – the the language is very cute here. It's uh, – they they give you the impression it's like four or five documents – Mm-mm. These could be uh, uh, books of documents, or they could be cartons of documents. They're I- they're described as items. Items are very different than documents, and uh, you know the FBI is lying for them. I mean, they let this go for two months until 
the proverbial you-know-what hit the fan, right? Um, but the memo of April 12, 2014, which I have in front of me, that uh, he wrote, uh, Hunter Biden wrote to Devin Archer, if this isn't a government-written uh, classified document, I'd be surprised. Now, we know that the documents include documents about the U.K. We know they were in uh, the home that Hunter uh, has at various times called his home and may very well have bought, originally purchased as part of his deal. Remember, remember the 2019 text. It's the text you should carry around with you. It's the one that explains the whole uh, criminal enterprise, Biden criminal enterprise. It's the text in which he writes to his daughter, Naomi, that for 30 years he's paid all the expenses of the family and was still required to give half of his income to his father. Now, the reason for that is the income really was his father's because they were selling the commodity that made the Bidens multimillionaires was selling Joe's office, uh, the one that belongs to you, you know, United States Senator, Vice President, and who knows if he's selling the presidency now. Um, but this document goes back to the time when Hunter uh, was uh, traveling with his father, living in that house. Um, Joe was the Vice President. In fact, this was written... A couple of weeks or maybe even a week or two uh, before uh, his father was going to, it was actually a week before his father was going to take off and go to Ukraine and visit with the then Prime Minister Arseny Yatsenuk, who's one of the people that he mentions when he is talking to the Council on Foreign Relations and describes uh, the way in which he extorted and bribed President Poroshenko. He says uh, that he he was pressuring both Poroshenko and Yatsenyuk to get rid of the prosecutor who was going after the Burisma company, the company that he was paid to protect, Joe was paid to protect. So uh, this, uh, this is not Hunter, uh, the drug addict Biden, who wrote this. I mean, remember... Uh, and, the, and now I'm repeating the points that were made both in the article and made last night very, very well by Miranda, which is Miranda Devine, which is number number one. Uh, this this is just a few weeks after he was tossed out of the military for being caught as a as a uh, cocaine addict. Uh, there is nothing else like this in thousands and thousands of texts. And uh, it's a. Three page, I have three pages, but it's much. I mean, it's a very long document, and it's an analysis of the situation in in uh, Ukraine to uh, make him appear as if he's an expert on this, which he's not. These are things he would not have known. Poroshenko appears to be the likely next president. He writes, determining our team's relationship with him is important. He is credible with the West, and by all accounts, a true reformer by Ukraine standards. Turned out that he was the most crooked president in the history of the Ukraine. He got somewhere between a fifty dollars and $100,000 bribe for the Burisma case, uh, which is being covered up by uh, Zelensky. 
So I mean, when, when, when you consider Zelensky the great hero, you've got to remember he's sitting on a tremendous amount of evidence of corruption. Uh, notice that some of his people uh, got arrested and they described them as kind of small bribes. And one of them was a $400,000 bribe to one of his ministers. I mean, that's, I don't know. I never thought of that as a small bribe. But for Ukraine, when uh, Poroshenko was pulling in 50 and 100 million, there's a small bribe, I guess. You, you've, got to, you've got to understand about Ukraine. And I don't think anybody would disagree with this. Uh, it's a thoroughly corrupt government. Uh, now, that doesn't mean the people should be uh, treated the way they're being treated by Russia, that, that, that they should carry on a, uh, basically a war that uh, is like a, uh, a terrorist act, a- action against innocent civilians. And Russia should, uh, should be defeated and, and kick the hell out of Ukraine, corrupt or not. I mean, Russia's pretty corrupt, too, so... There isn't much to choose there, and it isn't the people who are corrupt. It's the, it's the, uh, uh, it's the government officials and the uh, pretty much the oligarchs who run the place. One of whom is the one who paid the uh, Biden family millions of dollars, Mykola Zloshevsky, uh, a Russian-leaning uh, Ukrainian, favored Putin, uh, built a company up to about forty billion, stole about eight. And was under investigation until Joe leaned on Poroshenko to get rid of the prosecutor investigating when the case against him was dropped completely. Uh, and he's now was a free man. And that's what that's what Hunter was being paid for. He wasn't being paid for uh, his expertise. And this uh, uh, this this um, document here. Um, this is this is um, this is government speak, uh, and there will be enormous pressure on Burisma to lower prices for the national good. Burisma has an opportunity here to play the hero if it ignores the artificial market value of their product. Kazakhstan could play a pivotal role by providing gas at rates lower than what the Russians are asking, but I doubt they would want to poke the bear. The pipelines across Ukraine are the key to all of this. But if the Ukra- Ukrainians shut down the pipeline, they also shut down 60% of their energy supply and put a strangle. I think he meant stranglehold on EU supplies. There's no immediate supplier solution to replace Russia. Even if Burisma increased output from their reserves by 100%, our guy needs to set himself up as the anti-Victor Pinchuk coal and steel oligarch, pro-Russian Yanukovych supporter, and one of the biggest contributors to Bill Clinton, by the way. Uh, one of the, uh, maybe the biggest contributor to the Clinton uh, uh, Foundation, the thoroughly corrupt Clinton Foundation. That's Victor uh, Pinchuk, who is pro-Russian. Just so you know how corrupt uh, the Clintons and the Bidens are. If, if they're not corrupting Biden, they're corrupting Clinton. The best way to weather the storm uh, between now uh, and ele- is to throw all in with the chocolate king. That's Poroshenko. Poroshenko had made his fortune as a selling cho- uh, chocolate. Um, and then he says, uh, Alex should uh, reconnect with the boxer. Uh, that's the mayor. That's the mayor. I don't know if he was the mayor at the time. I think he was. Yeah, he was the mayor of um, 
of uh, Kiev at the time. And it goes on and on. You'd have to read the, read the whole thing, which I'm, I'm sure uh, at some point will be. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put it out maybe tomorrow. But the point is that this is very, very troubling. I mean, this, this looks like Hunter copied this from a uh, classified document, frankly. And that's the point that Tucker Carlson was making last night and Miranda. Um, I mean, these people are disgusting. We'll be back uh, with plenty more right after these announcements. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. And you can call me at 1-800-848-9222. I, I asked uh, Curtis Lee to step in for a few minutes because of this um, uh, group, the ambassadors program, which I don't know. Is this a big competition uh, for the guardian angels, the amb- all four ambas- ambassadors who are going to protect the Fordham road uh, area? What, what do you what do you what do you think of this? I mean, is this is this a good idea or a bad idea? Uh, well, to give me an idea, uh, Mayor, the first ambassadors program was started in Portland, Oregon, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Portland, Oregon. Okay, well, they're doing really well. Yes, uh, is it still there? I'm not sure. Uh, no, the last time I checked, I, uh, they've been run off. The last time I heard about Portland, I was sitting at a restaurant <laughs> outdoors, and these people from Portland came up to me. They started crying. Yes. <laughs> They've been running out the ambassador. Good. They sat at my table and they started no, telling me how terrible it was. Could I go to Portland? I said the mayor there wouldn't talk to the me. He's city, a lefty nut. The city has been abandoned. People have left in droves. And trust me, the ambassadors were the first to leave. All an ambassador <laughs> is is basically, uh, you want to know where the Grand Concourse is, Webster Avenue, they guide you. They are five men that they've employed, the Business Improvement District, from 2 to 6, Wednesdays through Saturdays, 2 in the afternoon to 6, <clears throat> that do not even have the ability to put their hands on a shoplifter if they see somebody coming out of any of... Um, Basically, that's the same thing with store security now. Yeah. You, you watch all these situations, and the security people are telling the individual people not to interfere. Right. Well, this all started because American Eagle, big retail establishment, right. closed down. They were averaging... They were on Fordham Road, right? Yeah, East Fordham Road. 20 shoplifts a day. 20 shoplifts no, a day. Oh, my goodness. 20 a 20 day? 20 a day. Average. When you look at the number of dope fiends and the addicts up there and the people who know they can steal with impunity and there are no consequences, they come by the dozen. In fact, when I was campaigning against Eric Adams, I was down where the old Sears building used to be, right across from Fordham University. Uh, just uh, three stores. Right from, near Arthur Avenue. Yeah. Three stores from okay, where I was hungry. the night manager of McDonald's where I started the Guardian Angels. Yeah, you told me that you, you started the Guardian Angels. What? what you right ran there. A- February 13th, 1979. It'll be our 44th anniversary. And uh, I tell you, uh, ambassadors program wouldn't have worked then and it won't work now. All it is is it's uh, patchwork. Uh, we need more cops. We have yeah, only 34,000 yeah. cops in New York City, and the numbers are drastically so 40, going down. 40 to 41,000. Well, 41,000 was my magic number that I had to reach to justify the money I got from the federal government that right. I helped to well, work out with Biden and Schumer right, when but, they were like uh, – uh, uh, Against crime. Imagine, <laughs> right. 34,000 now, and the cops are on mandatory overtime. Remember, that was done to help Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb get elected over Lee Zeldin. Mandatory overtime. That's going to end by February. 
What's going to happen now? When uh, recently 10,000 police officers took the test to become a sergeant at Jacob Javits Convention Center, 46 police departments were outside like buzzards and vultures, ready to sweep them up and recruit them and offer them uh, moving expenses, bonuses. You don't have to deal with the crazy polity. So I imagine our our, uh, neighbors, uh, the the commuter areas, but also uh, 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 ones that are like in Florida. Texas, Florida. Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, because they know we spend a hundred thousand dollars to recruit a police officer, vet him out, train him at College Point, and then put him in the streets. A hundred thousand per cop. So give him about three years, a little uh, maturation, a little seasoning, and then all these other agencies swoop in and hire them. After we've developed them, yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing keeping them here, so they can earn probably earn more. And if even if they don't earn more, at least they're in a situation where they have a political structure that doesn't sell them out every chance they get. Well, look at the city council. They already passed legislation that would allow police officers to be sued personally. No quantitative immunity for them. And now there's a move in the state legislature, likewise, to do that. So the police well, officers Hochul says she's going to she's going to fight for them. But I mean, she caves in constantly. Oh yeah, she fought for LaSalle real real well. And yeah. now and now and now that Cousins has basically uh, tanked the investigation of her, she really owes. Oh, not just Cousins, Tish James, the Attorney General of yeah. the State of New York. Oh, well, well, quid pro quo, uh, pay for play. I didn't. Uh, no, oh, no, we're no, not no. investigating. We're just, we're just investigating Trump. Well, you know what this started with. Remember De Blasio and his wife, one and a half billion dollars for a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi program called Thrive. They were supposed Gosh to deal almighty. with all the emotionally disturbed well, persons. Well, thanks. Sir. Show me the money. <laughs> Come on, you're the investigator, Rudy. Is it in Switzerland, <laughs> the Cayman Islands? Is it in a Panama bank account? Show me the money. Man, man. Should have been the mayor, Curtis. All right, we'll be back right after this and uh, call 1-800-848-9222. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back again uh, uh, with you. And don't uh, forget, I'll be bringing you my final thoughts at the end of the show. Uh, the other thing about this memo that I should point out, and this is really very, very damning, and it shows you how uh, what they're doing is selling uh, uh, selling his office, Biden's office, as vice president. This is point eighteen, and this one, this one probably don't doesn't come from the classified memo. Uh, maybe he's a maybe he plagiarizes like his old man did. I don't know. Eighteen. The announcement of my guy's upcoming travels, that means the vice president, the announcement of the vice president's upcoming travels should be characterized as part of our advice and thinking. So they're selling, they're selling his, his travels. They're monetizing uh, the announcement of, as, if, as if it was part of their advice and thinking. I mean, I, I don't know what else the guy has to do to put himself in jail. Maybe shoot somebody. I don't know. The announcement of my guys, the announcement of the vice president's upcoming travels should be characterized as part of our advice and thinking. Now, uh, is that true? Are they telling the vice president what to do? In which case, uh, this is a straight out and out bribe situation. They're getting paid for his activities as vice president. Or are they lying? And defrauding uh, the, the, their their client. I mean, which is it? Either, either case, uh, 
this 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 is another just straight out and out admission of a crime by by uh, by by this by by Hunter Biden and a, a crime involving the sale of the vice president's office. He, they're looking for a contract from Burisma. Not to mention the fact that Burisma is well known as the most crooked company in Ukraine at the time. So they're looking for a contract from a company that is crooked, that is run by an organized crime oligarch who is pro-Russian rather than Ukrainian. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does the FBI uh, run that down or does it bury it like it's buried every every other thing about about this? Uh, can we just play just so that I remind you of this? Because uh, I don't know what else. Could we just play uh, cut number one from Hunter uh, telling us who his partners are? I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrico, the spy chief of China. Started the company that my partner, who was worth three hundred and twenty-three billion dollars, founded, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing. Who was my partner? He was missing since I last saw him in his fifty-eight million-dollar apartment and signed a four billion-dollar deal to build the largest LNG port in the world. So this is a uh, here are the people we're talking about. He he is telling you his partner, his two partners are Patrick Ho, who he describes as the spy chief of uh, China, the Communist Party spy chief of China, and and Yi Jianming, uh, who was uh, at one time considered to be one of the richest people in China and one of the highest ranking uh, officials. Or operatives in the um, Chinese Communist Party with a company called CEFC. That's a company that contracted to pay the Bidens, including the big guy, Joe, uh, $30 million. This is a deal that Joe not only uh, got money for, this is a deal in which, um, in which Joe reviewed uh, the documents here and made recommendations on it. Um, and according to the memo, uh, it was while he was vice president that he uh, reviewed some of the original documents. Then he got, paid a- he got paid after. So what he's telling you is, in his own words, that the Bidens, this includes uh, Hunter, James Biden, James' wife, and the big guy. This is the one involving the big guy. Are partners with two of the highest-ranking Chinese communists. That's our former vice president and present president was a partner with the spy chief of China and one of the highest-ranking Chinese communists, who now is missing and has been missing for five years. It is rumored he is somewhere down deep in the Yangtze River and the Chinese don't bother to uh, go look for him because, (laughs) well, just because they don't really care if anybody dies.
so let's go to um, let's go to Aldo, who is up in Pelham Bay. Mr. Mayor, um, I can tell you when this country finally uh, deports people with visa violations, countries with visa violations lose visa privileges, and we end the 65 Immigration Act, the country will start, the Titanic will start to pull out of the iceberg. Um, criminal offenses are so broad and widespread now in this country that we are just about, I would say we are a banana republic now. We're a third world country with some high technology and some people can insulate themselves because they have the bucks to hire ex-Navy SEALs to protect them to go shopping. So, um, Mr. Mayor, uh, your your conversation with Curtis was excellent. Um, Every time I call talk radio, Curtis is faxing, he's emailing, he's calling into the studio. I don't know what he does that for, but he does it, but he's a great guy. He is. Yeah. He's a big fan of yours. But the thing is, when we start to do those things, but it's going to be guys like me and average guys like me and ladies like women out there, out there doing it, who demand that whoever the Republican president do what we want. The hard left now doesn't matter who they elect. Yeah. They know yeah. they have yeah. to fall into line or they will be out of there as fast as yeah, and look at And look at, at, at and look at Adams as afraid. I mean, Adams will occasionally say that he's afraid to do anything. That he's afraid to take on uh, the Democrat Party. And if you don't take it on, well, the crime is just going to get worse and worse and worse. There's an editorial today in the New York Post, which is a big supporter of Adams. Basically, the New York Post is is blasting him for uh, not helping to expand the charter schools and caving into the communist dominated uh, United uh, Federation of Teachers. Uh, I mean, there there are thousands and thousands of minority parents who want their kids in charter schools and they're being blocked by the Federation of Teachers and Adams, who who championed charter schools, is afraid to take them on. What good is it if he has to write ideas but doesn't have the guts to implement them? Uh, Let's go to George in uh, here in New York. Hello there. Mayor Giuliani regarding Zelensky. Now, as far as Zelensky uh, versus uh, our President Biden, there is something very, very suspicious going on in my view. I've been following this uh, track for quite some time because all I see is uh, on the part of Zelensky making demands, no requests whatsoever. And what do you mean by no request? I'm, I'm sorry. What do you mean by no request? Well, military and uh, financial and other uh, aid. He always makes demands uh, that he gets whatever he wishes, uh, etc. He doesn't do it very directly, but it's very evident. And as far well, as I mean, Zelensky, Biden, Zelensky in many ways saved uh, Biden. Zelensky has the whole file on millions of dollars in bribes uh, that went to the Biden family. Uh, they have uh, they have the woman that we made available to the FBI, the FBI never interviewed, who claims to know where the offshore bank accounts are. A, uh, a, a Ukrainian uh, uh, legitimate uh, uh, investigator told me that he has several times tried to get to that account and was blocked by the U.S. Treasury Department, including under uh, Republicans. And now uh, we have uh, Zelensky's uh, uh, aides have uh, lost their jobs in, an, in a bribery uh, probe. 
uh, of um, the people around him who were taking uh, bribes. Um, So, um, I mean, look, you got to be able to separate the two things here. Uh, this this is uh, this corruption is no justification for what Putin is doing. Putin is an animal, and what he's doing is uh, a war, a crime against humanity, and therefore has to be stopped. And it's in our best interest to to, to see him stopped, uh, and particularly since he is now allied so closely with China, which is our real problem, not Russia. Uh, on the other hand. We've got to we've got to we've got to put some uh, uh, accountability on the money we're giving to them. This is a country that's used to taking half of the money for themselves. During uh, Obama's time, there was and I may get the numbers a little wrong here. I'll go back over it and get it right for you tomorrow. There was there was a discovery of about five billion dollars in foreign aid, not all American, that went to Ukraine under Poroshenko. Biden's friend, uh, the guy he bribed, right? Five uh, billion dollars that, that was unaccounted for. They they didn't know what happened to it. I think about three, two and a half to three of that was ours, and they were actually the Ukrainian government was actually investigating it because they thought when America found out they were going to get really upset. Well, when America found out, uh, the Biden the Biden administration, the Obama administration, told them don't bother to investigate. Now, a lot of that money went through Soros companies. There's a big uh, uh, two or three or four part series in the post right now that I haven't had time to really talk about. So many things to talk about. And we'll we'll, we'll get to it about uh, how Soros is the most dangerous man in the country. Uh, I would I, I would urge you reading it. The first one was about all of the I didn't realize it was like 60 district attorneys that he's put in who let criminals go free. He probably is the person most responsible for the crime epidemic in this country and for the death of young uh, black uh, uh, males. That Soros. And now they'll say I'm an anti-Semite for criticizing him, but go ahead. I'm actually a better Jew than he is. And uh, I, I wish uh, they would challenge me and ask me why that's the case. Now, I'm not Jewish, but I'm very, very big supporter of Israel and I've, as the mayor of New York, I used to spend as much time in synagogues as I did churches. And I am a student of religion, a serious student of religion. But um, there's a reason why I'm a better Jew than he is. And you should know it if you've uh, gone through his history. This guy is a very, very dangerous person. Let's go to John. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. What a pleasure to speak to you. Hi, John. How are you? Good. I'd uh, like to ask you a question about uh, an opinion. Uh, you, you had a segment with Curtis about the police officers leaving the city and going and leaving the state. What the, the police officers are out of a contract for five years. What is your opinion on what their pay should be? Their pay should be uh, should be uh, competitive. Their pay should be competitive. Now, I don't know the the the, the uh, fiscal situation of the city, but. Uh, I I uh, when I was the mayor, remember I I, I was attacked by the union for um, uh, zero for heroes or something because I two years there was no a raise for police officers, but then I gave them uh, uh, three four and five percent raises uh, to make up for that in years three four and five because I did a five year contract I had no money, 
And I basically asked all the unions to take no raise for two years and give me a chance to try to save the city. And by the time we got to year four, we had a surplus. And um, so I don't know what the fiscal situation is for Adams, but he certainly isn't doing anything like I did in terms of cutting the budget and cutting taxes. And so I don't know if he can promise them that he's going to really turn the economy around. I was able to promise them I was and I did. Uh, but I mean, you got to pay them something competitive and they have to be at least thirty eight, thirty nine thousand. You can't operate with thirty four thousand cops. I can tell you that. Just from, you know, being just my recollection of the CompStat program that I helped to create. That, that At the number they're at, it's a dangerously low number that doesn't allow you to really protect the people of the city. So it's sort of like the military. You just got to pay it. You got to pay whatever is needed. And the other thing I didn't do is I didn't cut the police at all. Wasn't able to raise, but I didn't cut. So uh, Adams cut them. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. These are the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers uh, Foundation. And you make sure you get your $11 a month into Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Huh? So... Here are my here. Here's my final thought. I told you so. I know, you know, in a relationship, you know, like husband and wife and that, you're not supposed to say that. And I, I've, I don't, I try never to do that, but this isn't the same thing. This isn't the same. What we're talking now about, I told the voters uh, that uh, uh, the Democrat party in this state is crooked. I am right. And I'm going to be proven correct. Uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousin says, no need to probe uh, Kathy Hochul's pay-to-play. Now, this is a situation that came up during the campaign where she went and bought COVID tests for twice what California paid for them. Twice. And uh, and it is almost the exact amount that she paid extra was uh, kicked back to her as a campaign contribution, $300,000. So these these tests uh, should have cost about three hundred grand. That's what they cost California. She bought them from Charlie Tabelli, uh, who is the founder of Digital Gadgets, for six hundred thousand rather than three hundred thousand, and he made a three hundred thousand dollar contribution to her. Now you don't have to be a genius to figure that out, but you got to be a crook not to investigate it, and that is what uh, the uh, New York State Senate is filled with. That's what the New York State Legislature is filled with, and that's why Albany is a swamp. And one of the reasons why we have very little hope is because they're a bunch of damn crooks. The people who why why do you I mean why do you think they do so much to help criminals? They feel really comfortable with them. A very good a very good way to if you don't understand politics is vote for the party the criminals don't vote for. 
then uh, the criminals are pretty smart about who favors them, who, don't, who doesn't. The criminals probably vote 98 percent for Democrats. The only ones who who don't probably make a mistake. They push the wrong button down because the Democrats basically let them out. Uh, no bail. Uh, no, nobody's nobody's going to be held. The vast majority of people are let out. Um, the cops are restricted, so they can't do a darn thing. This is a this 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 national crime emergency, including in New York City, is created by the policies and the programs of something called the Democrat Party, the historically the party of slavery. Uh, they. They are the reason for the crime epidemic in America. Soros is a big uh, cause of it with the DAs that he puts in who let people who let half the people that should be in jail out or maybe more. I told you a, a, a rough guess of mine is there are about seven to eight thousand people walking the streets of New York who, if I were mayor, would be in jail. They're the people who are uh, coming behind old people and knocking them down, beating them in the head, uh, stealing, uh, killing children, um, and uh, requiring um, stores to leave New York and destroying this place. And um, Adams doesn't have the guts to really take on these crooks in Albany, like uh, the ones who are covering up for Kathy Hochul, who got a $300,000 um, campaign contribution that you paid for because he ended up paying $300,000 more for the, uh, for the COVID tests than California paid. And by the way, the guy's looking for another contract. And of course, he'll get it. And, um, and then you got the big one for uh, Hochul, which is uh, the money that her husband's going to make on the stadium that she's building for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, at twice to three times the cost uh, that you normally would pay if it was legit. And uh, and also, um, what the hell is a husband doing involved as one of the big shots in the concession company that's going to benefit uh, to the tune of millions and millions of dollars from uh, overpaying for this stadium? That looking at the stadium uh, the other night uh, or the other day uh, with that game in the snow, I don't even know why they need one. But in any event, the Hochul family will become, uh, if they aren't millionaires already, will become millionaires as a result of you, the taxpayer. Well, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, God bless America. Remember, thank God that you're here in America and we can fight back and save our way of life. God bless America. Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.